When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. My favorite thing about that is that our colleague Renee, I know he cut that top of hour and I know that hurt his soul because he is a New York Jets fan. (laughs) And this is a fun day that somehow, some way, we're still finding a way to kind of make fun of the New York Jets when it appears that they're getting one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation and a guy who is not at all far removed from back-to-back MVPs. And yet there's so much drama that surrounds Aaron Rodgers that it's also kind of a punchline at the same time. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. I'm getting tripped up here. We are doing a lot of Aaron Rodgers on today's show. Of course, Triple Eight, say ESPN, we'll get back to your phone calls in just moments. But isn't that funny, Joe, where it almost feels like if you're a Jets fan, I'm sure you're happy, right? Because you're getting Aaron Rodgers. But at this point, it's also a little scary because Aaron Rodgers has kind of become the punchline of a joke. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's it's the majority of Jets fans are excited about this. They haven't had capable quarterback play in quite some time. And given their defense... And given some of the weapons, notably Garrett Wilson, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year, you got to figure Rodgers is the guy that can put you over the top. Any normal, well-adjusted fan is going to be excited about this. But I can understand the trepidation on behalf of some. Because Rodgers coming in on the heels of saying he's 90% sure he was going to retire, I don't know if that's what I want. Like, when you join my organization, I want you here because you want to be here. Because this was your top option. I assessed everything, and the New York Jets were where I wanted to play. Great ownership, great front office, great fans, great coach, a roster that can win now. This is the situation I wanted to be in. I'm thrilled to be here. Instead, you never really hear that from him. It was, I was 90% sure I was going to retire. Then I found out the Packers, you know, were thinking about going in the opposite direction. And now I intend to play for the Jets. Like, how much of today's discussion on Pat McAfee's show was about how excited he is to play for the Jets versus trying to call out people he doesn't like from Green Bay, talking about how he's debatedly one of the best players in franchise history, and airing all his grievances, going after Schefter, going after Rossini. Like, it was a very small percentage of that conversation was about how badly he wants to play for the Jets. That's what would worry me if I'm the Jets. And to, in fact, it took him forever to get to the portion where he actually told us he wants to play for the New York Jets. I mean, I sat right. there. I felt like I was listening to him drone on and on for a minute before he ever actually told us. He kept saying, I've been transparent and this isn't decision day. This decision has been made. And he kept saying it, but he didn't actually tell us what the decision was. And then finally he told us that he came out and he wanted to play for the New York Jets. But before he told us that, he told us he went into the darkness. 90% retired here is the for now Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that uh, they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I, I got to admit, I went into the darkness 90% retiring. 
ten percent blind. That's where my my mind was. My mind was I'm I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet, and I thought that that was what was best for me. That, of course, courtesy of the Pat McAfee show. It really does remind me, Joe, of the scenario where. I mean, I'm obviously coming from the female perspective here, but it's like you are trying to get the dude to commit to you forever. And like you want it so bad. And the guy is kind of like, I don't know if I want to commit. I don't know if I really want the, you know, to get serious. I don't know if I want to move in together. I don't know if I want to take the next step. I don't know if I want to get engaged just yet. And, you know, he's given you the runaround for so many years and you want it so bad. And then finally you wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I, I, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm moving on to another plan. I'm moving on to Jordan Love. And guy A, all of a sudden, so upset about it. Like, just can't understand when he's been the one giving you the runaround and being all wishy-washy about your future together for years. Yeah, and not upset. Like I was coming from personal experience. <laughs> it's a great analogy because <laughs> the guy number one's not upset in your analogy because he might be losing the girl. He's upset that he didn't get to go out on his shot, right? right? He was never really all the way in to begin with. So that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, what's the motivation here to play? What's the motivation? If you were going in ready to retire and you came out of the darkness and you're hearing from players around the league that say the Packers are shopping you and now suddenly you want to play, is your motivation spite? Spite can be a hell of a driver. Spite can push you to limits you didn't think you were capable of surpassing. But at the same time, is, 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 that, is that what the Jets are buying here? If they're going to give up a lot of money and a lot of picks, they're going to get a guy who's just out to spite the Packers. At some point, that can kind of fade. And then you're left with a guy who didn't really want to play football to begin with. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough situation. I'd love to see a motivated Rodgers with the Jets. I'd like to see what that looks like because I was fascinated to see what a motivated Brady looked like without Belichick. And this could be a hell of a story. But if he's only doing this because he's mad the Packers broke up with him before he could break up with them, I can't see how that ends well for his football career or for the Jets in this transaction. It, it felt like such a different scenario when Brady made the decision to leave the New England Patriots. Let's get back to your phone calls. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Evan is in New York. Evan, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? So, look, I'll start this off by saying I'm not a Jets fan. I know I live in New York. I'm not even a Giants fan. I'm more of an NFL enthusiast. I just love sports in general. However, what... And, you bring up a lot of valid points. A point that I really liked was how you said that, you know, if you're contemplating retirement, especially in that sport, um, it's, it's not a good thing and it could lead to a lot of problems. However, the perspective I'm looking at, it, and I, I really hate this narrative that a lot of people in the media are taking, and I'm not trying to generalize, but a lot of people are saying that you're only getting him for two years. And that, you know, you could, yes, you could go get a Lamar Jackson. Now it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more to go get a Lamar Jackson. And you might even have to lose some of the pieces that are on your team. And that's what makes this deal so enticing. And as a New York Knicks fan, I can only sit here and think, wow, if I could get somebody like a LeBron James, you know, on my team and not have to give up a guy like quickly or, you know, Brunson or any of those guys, and I can add that to my team, and I get this shot at a championship. And it's pretty much the same thing for the Jets because they have not won a championship since 69. Uh, Knicks, obviously, 71-72. If you get this shot 
you have to go after it, no matter what the repercussions are. I feel like this has to be the best option that they have had in forever. So I, I just, I really disagree with this narrative about the whole two years thing. Yeah, if it's two years, it's two years. But this is the best chance that you're going to have, and you have to take it. It's a good call. Well, if it's two years and it's a motivated two years, absolutely. But if he's only halfway in for two years, it only sets the organization back. Well, and if it's two years and you're championship ready over those next two years, then fine. And I think we could have that debate. Like, are the New York Jets genuinely a Super Bowl winning team as currently constructed just a quarterback away? And that's the real question here. Because Aaron Rodgers isn't upgrade over Zach Wilson by any measure. And that's got to be exciting if you're a New York Jets fan, but you've got a hit on that in the next two years. And it's easier to do that, theoretically speaking, in the NBA. If LeBron James comes to the New York Knicks, then it's a whole different ball game because the rosters are so much smaller and the amount of guys on the court are so fewer. And so the impact of one single player, even if we're talking quarterback, is still greater in the NBA. And so is Aaron Rodgers enough? Is he enough? I mean, it's a very good young New York Jets team. But I guess when I think of young teams, I don't necessarily think of bringing in the 38-year-old quarterback, even with the career that Rodgers has had. The guy who's 26 years old and Lamar Jackson, from that perspective, makes more sense to me because, yes, you'd have to give up more for him. You'd also get a way, way, way longer window with him. You presumably would, and you presumably get a guy who's also motivated as well. I'll continue to operate under the assumption that Rodgers is motivated and wants to play. If he lands there for two years, he could put you over the top. Over the top meaning, you know, from where you've been to where you want to go, which is high-level contention. Is he going to come in and win a Super Bowl? Come on, look at the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar is still there, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, it's a gauntlet, man. It is a very difficult road to, to, to navigate. And if you're not landing the one seed, you're going to be in a jam. It'd be much easier to win in the NFC, but that doesn't work for the Jets. So if they bring him in, you're relevant. You're competent. You were 28th, I believe, in turnover differential last year. Turnovers are the biggest predictor of wins and losses in sports. You improve upon that, and you would with Aaron Rodgers. You get better. Robert Salah with a quarterback. They got a new offensive coordinator. It's a team that could win. And remember, it's not like they won the division, so they'd get an easier schedule than the Bills ended up getting. It's a team that could be a serious competitor as long as he's bought in. So I can understand the reason for going to do this because we just saw Tampa Bay win a Super Bowl making moves like that. The difference is Salah versus Bruce Arians. That's a pretty big drop just in terms of head coaching experience. Well, it's a, it's a very big difference. And also experience on that team generally, even if the New York Jets has weapons, they're very young weapons. And so that's certainly in the comparison to Tampa. But his life's going to get a lot harder in New York. It's going to be harder. Sometimes harder can be motivating. I mean, I have left jobs before for harder jobs because I was bored where I was and I wanted more responsibility in order to be more motivated. And so maybe that will do this for Aaron Rodgers. Coming up, more of your phone calls. The phone lines are blowing up. We love when you chime in here on Joe and Amber. Triple Eight, say ESPN. You can also listen to us on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you here on Joe and Amber. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We love when you chime into the conversation. And boy, have you been doing that today. Triple H, say ESPN 888-729-3776. Obviously, the topic of the day is Aaron Rodgers, everything that he said today on the Pat McAfee show. Scott, Scott is in West Virginia. He has been waiting on the phone lines forever. Scott, thanks for hanging out. What do you have for us? Joe, I just wanted to say that you were the first person that I've uh, heard really draw the parallel with Brett Favre. And uh, I've probably been, not. Like I've I've been th- thinking that like how funny it would be if Rodgers would go, go to the Jets for two years and then somehow end up at the Vikings. And then <laughs> that that's the end of it. Like he just completely follows Favre's past Wasn't after only, saying think, so early in his career how he doesn't like being compared to Favre, how he's not Favre, and he's going to be his his own person, and then here we go, 15. Yeah, th- Scott, thanks for the call. I mean, he did, he did spend, it appeared, very early in his career, a lot of time trying to separate himself from Brett Favre. Now, later in his career, he has spent a lot of time alluding to that comparison with Brett Favre, where he clearly feels like he has surpassed Brett Favre. I tend to agree, by the way, with that. I I do think he is the best player in Packers history, but it was funny to hear those words actually come out of his mouth today on the Pat McAfee show. But now for somebody who did spend his early career not wanting to be or seemingly not wanting to be Brett Favre, he has kind of gone full Brett Favre going down the path with the New York Jets. Wasn't Favre there for a season, then he went to the Vikings, so you would need to be there for a season, go to the Vikings, be better with the Vikings than he was actually with the Jets. I don't see any of that happening. I imagine if this Jets thing does go down, which is still an if, by the way, I would imagine he finishes his career with the New York Jets. Well, Favre wanted to go to the Vikings right away, but there was no way they were right. going to trade him in division. So they sent him to the AFC, he dealt with a year with the Jets, and then he went to the Vikings afterwards. So I don't know, maybe Rodgers could try to pull that but I that's what I 
That's what I think has him so banged up. That's why I think he's on McAfee just talking, talking, talking forever, just contradicting himself at every turn. You know, I, I mean, the guy who was as against the vaccine as anybody is going to play for one of the vaccine manufacturers. Doesn't that just seem shocking to everybody? Johnson and Johnson. Like, it is amazing to me. He was upset with the reporters and their sources. And then he, when Schefter reaches out to him, he doesn't want to talk to him. When Diana Rossini reaches out, he doesn't want to talk to her. So what is it you want, man? I think ultimately... He came out of that cave or whatever he was doing, and he found out that the Packers were moving on, and his worst fear came true. And his worst fear was, I'm not going to end up like Favre. He got run out for me. I'm not getting run out for Jordan Love. I'm better than Favre. I had the better career. I'm the more legendary Packer. I'm writing my own ticket. And he just recently found out he's going out the same way. They're running you like they ran him, and Jordan Love's going to step in. And I think that reality has just hit, and I think that is a really, really tough pill to swallow for him right now. But what's strange about it is in this situation, it feels like he had control over that reality. Like, would they be moving on to Jordan Love if, in fact, Aaron Rodgers the last few years hadn't done this song and dance with them over and over and over again where he pretends like he's going to retire? Or at least he grapples with the idea of retiring. Like, there's only so long that you can put somebody off in the way that he continued to put off that organization and not give answers and kind of do this dance every season until that organization decides, hey, we have a better option moving on for the future. And maybe also that organization decided we're not winning a Super Bowl either way right this second, so let's go ahead and build for the future. We feel like Jordan Love is at a place where he's ready. Triple H, say ESPN. Michael is in Dallas. Michael, thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. Hey, how are you guys today? We're great, Michael. Yeah, listen, I'm just going to say right up front, I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. And uh, like you guys, I think he's a little bit of a flake and all that sort of stuff. But bottom line is this, you know, three years ago, he got really upset with the team because they drafted, uh, you know, Jordan Love, right? Without even saying anything about it. And what happened after that? He ended up becoming the MVP. And then he was still angry. And what did he do the next year? Same thing. Became the MVP again. So how did they reward him for all of that? They trade his favorite receiver away without saying one word to him after telling him they were going to be completely transparent. So obviously he was really, really hurt and upset by that. I mean, he can put the brave face on, but he's human like the rest of us, right? So he decided he wasn't going to go to any of the off-season workouts last year, and it hurt him, and it hurt the team, no question about it. But that doesn't diminish his abilities. And trust me, he's mad again. And you can't imagine how fast he's going to run into the Jets' off-season program once that trade happens. And I'm sure he was just being coy and quiet today because he didn't want to do or say anything um, except kind of, you know, in a passive-aggressive way. He wasn't going to get on there and say how excited he was because the trade hasn't happened yet. Michael, thanks for the call. We're up against it. Uh, Maybe the chip on his shoulder will motivate him there with the New York Jets, but I assume he was referencing Devontae Adams there. And if I recall, Adams took the money from the Las Vegas Raiders. The Green Bay Packers had tried to pay him. He takes two to, to tangle. Takes two to tangle. Devontae Adams wanted out, and that was after yes. Rodgers got his deal. If they were as close of friends, he probably would have known that was happening. 
Yes, that does not seem like that was the Green Bay Packers doing anything behind Aaron Rodgers' back. That was apparently a Devontae Adams decision to leave, and maybe in part because of this song and dance that everybody had gotten tired of that Aaron Rodgers does every season. And now Aaron Rodgers is surprised that the Green Bay Packers are tired of it. Coming up next, we will move on to a couple other subjects. Where are the New York Jets going to finish in the AFC East with Aaron Rodgers? Joe and Amber, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Joe and Amber. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports, and you can tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. We are going to argue it out in just moments. We're going to utilize those law degrees that we both have and argued to the death. Um, well, maybe not to the death, but we are going to argue about the future of huh? the AFC East in just minutes. But first, we're going to play nice, and Joe's going to try to earn you a little bit of money. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Okay, boys and girls, it's time for the Boost Mobile Tournament Preview. And for us, that leads us to a matchup between Furman and... And Virginia Furman catching six points in this matchup tomorrow. We are going to play the underdog here. They have won 14 of their last 15 games and they love to bomb the three pointer top 10 in the country in three point attempts per game, which is huge because that is precisely how you attack the Virginia defense. Now the weakness for Furman is their rebounding, but I don't think Virginia is necessarily set up to exploit that in the manner in which they'll need to do to cover a six point spread. And You know, I don't think this is going to make me a lot of fans, but I believe the ACC is overrated this year. I'm looking at you, Duke. I'm looking at you, Miami, and I'm looking at you, Virginia. Pizza money, number three on the evening. It's Furman plus six over Virginia. Switch to Boost Mobile for the power to save on one of America's largest 5G networks. All right. Time to state your case. Welcome to jury duty. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. I guess I meant to say, you know, fight to the death, argue to the death. I don't know. Argue to the death doesn't make nearly as much sense. Although something I could see, frankly, me doing. That's the lawyer in me. Queen of the word salad. She'll argue you to death. I probably would. You know what? Honestly, that would be a stronger weapon for me than me fighting. Yes. (laughs) Just argue with you until you can't take it anymore. You I just, just feel like that's. Over. I feel like that's a little bit aggressive. I don't think we need to do it until the death. I just. All right. That's just right. me. But How about just until until, until the, the end of the decides. contractual obligations? Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. So jury duty tonight. 
With the news that Aaron Rodgers intends to play for the Jets next season, Vegas has adjusted their odds on who will win the AFC East. The Bills are still the favorites at plus 130. So, if the Bills do indeed win the AFC East, who finishes second? Amber, the floor is yours. If the Bills finish first in the AFC East and Aaron Rodgers is a member of the New York Jets because... Man, this is a different conversation if Zach Wilson is under center, or is it? Either way, it's the Miami Dolphins finishing second in that division. Okay, let me tell you why. The New York Jets are finishing third in that division, and the Patriots are finishing fourth. So, yes, we are going through all of this just for the New York Jets to finish third in their own division, according to me. The Miami Dolphins, though, if they are fully healthy, are still going to be the better team. Fully healthy, of course, being the key factor. But you saw how good Tua was in Mike McDaniel's system when he was, in fact, fully healthy. And they continue to tell you over and over again, there's no reason to believe that he won't be and that he won't be ready for the season. Also, they picked up a viable backup in Mike White, so they have a bit of an insurance plan and hopefully one that can stay healthy himself, unlike Teddy Bridgewater was able to do. But it's all the moves that the Dolphins have made. Bringing in now Jalen Ramsey alongside Xavier Howard. Now you have nowhere to throw the football if you are an opposing quarterback. If you're Aaron Rodgers, your life just got much, much more difficult inside this division for a variety of reasons. Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard are certainly two of those reasons. Plus, they have a 23-year-old safety in Javon Holland. I mean, they have one of the best defensive backfields in the entire NFL, and that's not even talking about Bradley Chubb. And oh, by the way, Jalen Ramsey's best year was under the Vic Fangio coaching tree. And Vic Fangio is now the D.C. for the Miami Dolphins. A huge, huge, huge upgrade at the defensive coordinator position. All in all, this Miami Dolphins defense just went from already decent, a down season last season, but decent in terms of the roster construction, to elite. And they should be that this season. Plus, you're getting back a healthy Tua. Plus, you have multiple Jalens on your roster, and that's an awesome name. And Jalen Waddle should be healthy in his own right. Tyreek Hill is still there. He's out here winning track championships just in his off time we saw earlier this week. This team will be unstoppable. It's got the speed. It has the weapons. And most importantly now, it has an incredibly improved defense, which is why they will finish second in that division only to the Buffalo Bills, Joe. All right, Florida George, Joe. So to be clear, part of the argument for why the Dolphins are going to finish second behind the Bills is because, if I'm not mistaken, Jalen Waddle's name is cool. Jalen, because... they have multiple Jalen's. Jalen's a good name. You yeah. know, Jalen Rose's okay. mother apparently started all Jalen's, okay. and now the Dolphins have a Jalen Waddle and a Jalen Ramsey, and okay. Jalen's are awesome. The name, name Jalen, Jalen is cool. in sports that's bad. Okay, and also Tyreek Hill won a. a a track race? Is that what you said? That, he did. that was one of the did reasons why they're going to be good this year? Phenomenal. So so fast, I guess. All right. So it would be easy for me to sit here and point out the obvious, which is that Counselor Wilson should have had to recuse herself from this conversation because she has a clear conflict of interest as a Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan representing the Miami Dolphins. But because this is not a real court of law, we will move forward. I wouldn't have to she, recuse myself as a lawyer anyways, by the way. That would she, be if I was the judge there, Joe. <laughs> she made my case for me. The big point was how great they'll be if 
if being the operative word, Tua Tungavailoa is healthy and is able to play the season out. Tua Tungavailoa has been in the NFL for three years. You know how many times he's played a full season? Zero. 50 total regular season games. He has appeared in 70% of them. 70%. He, he, he appeared in that uh, Bengals game last year. We're giving him credit for that. But he got knocked out of the game and they went on to lose. Last year without Tua... The Dolphins were 1-4, and, and they had a minus 40-point differential. But they do have Mike White as a backup, who was absolutely terrible with the New York Jets. So terrible that they're moving on from both him and Zach Wilson to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to win an MVP with that defense in order to finish second in the division. Aaron Rodgers just needs to cut down on the damn turnovers. The Jets were 28th in turnover differential last year. Rodgers will improve upon that, and with that will come the wins. Remember... Miami was supposed to be really good last year, and the Jets were all laughing at them. They finished two games back. Miami won nine. The Jets finished seven. Aaron Rodgers can't make up that difference this offseason. Oh, oh, I absolutely believe he can. And remember something. Last five years, Rodgers has thrown 27 interceptions. 27. That's barely over five per season. They're going to improve upon the turnovers, which means they're going to improve upon the wins. Two is not going to be able to stay healthy because he's never been able to stay healthy. It goes all the way back to his time in college. It's going to hurt the Dolphins, and the Jets, as a result, will finish at worst second in the AFC East. All right. Uh, Hold on. I, just want to throw in oh, there. Uh, I don't oh. have any cool names on the Jets roster, though. I don't it's have that argument. It's just not as good as, a, as, a, as Jalen. I mean, you just don't. You don't have multiple Jalens. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. After a long and drawn out deliberation process, the jury rules in favor of Joe because you know what? Tyreek Hill didn't win this year? A Super Bowl. That. Uh, that, okay, that that is a judge who needs to recuse himself yes. because that I agree was with you. blatant no, no, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I, I agree that was with blatant you on that. Kansas order City Chiefs fandom order. that just entered the chat. Order in the court. <laughs> the gavel. It's really annoying. That um that that you know what you did such a nice job until you had to bring the Chiefs into the conversation again. I would like to believe that you are more diverse than having every conversation in your life revert back to the Kansas City Chiefs. I well, think you would you took the wrong. win away from have, me. You soured the win with that. I have bad news for you. I am not better than that. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> You're not more diverse. Than that. Jury duty is jury, jury duty is mm-hmm. brought to you by the law offices of Cornell and Cornell. Cordell and Cordell, they are, in fact, better than that. Uh, Joe failed to mention that those seven wins from the New York Jets made them, you know, worst in the division last season. But what's amusing is that neither you nor I even mentioned the New England Patriots because we played the game like the Bills are winning because Vegas is saying the Bills are going to win. So, hey, who comes in second? Let's go ahead with the odds here. But we never, neither of us ever mentioned the New England Patriots during that discussion. The worst part about the Patriots, the absolute worst, is that they are so boring. They Mm -hmm. used to be so interesting, and they are just so boring. It's a boring offense. They don't score a lot of points. They just gave, what, 30-some million to Juju Smith-Schuster. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not make every conversation about the Chiefs here. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think it's all that impressive of a deal. Does Juju put them over the top? If it is, in fact... Zach Wilson under center and not Aaron Rodgers, then do the Jets finish last in the division? Oh, you? on appeal, I'm dead. I mean, I'm dead on appeal. Like, if you have a situation where it's Wilson at quarterback, I'll be the first one to argue 
for that side of the for you in the appeals court. I won't even stand up and defend my own case. And that's oh, well, bad. over the you Dolphins, would be, yes. You I would could, be jammed up, though. I feel like even with Zach Wilson, I could make an argument that maybe the Jets could trip into enough wins that they end up finishing higher than the Patriots in the division. I couldn't the make Patriots that argument. The Patriots still have a very good defense. They still have a very good defense. Remember True. that. Good defense. Belichick's still a pretty good coach. Mac Jones is okay at quarterback. They just don't have any weapons. They need some weapons, and then they can win some games. So, yeah, I would still side with the Patriots if it was Zach Wilson at quarterback. God, by the way, has anyone even thought – to ask Zach Wilson how he's doing through all this. Oh, like, it's all about Rodgers and the Jets. Wilson is just, no one gives a crap about Zach Wilson right now. No. He was the and number two pick. He was the number two pick. It would be so different when you get, I think, supplanted by an Aaron Rodgers if it's in the way that it happened to a Kyle Trask in Tampa, right, where you're sitting behind Tom Brady, or it happened to Aaron Rodgers originally when he was sitting behind Brett Favre and maybe even Jordan Love. We'll find out. Like, when it's that way and you're sitting behind the guy, then you can handle it, right? Because you're like, oh, well, it's yeah, it's that dude. But when he comes in and he's taking over your job after all the tumultuary that Zach Wilson has been through since being taken as the second overall pick there's no way that from a mental perspective even if he has the physical accolades to turn into a great quarterback I feel like there's no way that he's not going to be ruined mentally unless he ends up with a different organization maybe and has like a complete reset what is I mean, tumultuary tumultuary let's move tumultuary on Coming up next here on Joe and Amber <laughs> There, there was more news in NFL free agency to tumultuary. I feel like it should be a word. We're going to get into some of the quarterbacks that signed and what that could mean for Lamar Jackson. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Tumultuary. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You get extra, Joe and Amber, tonight. Bonus. <laughs> you get some bonus. 30 extra minutes of Joe and Amber tonight coming your way. Triple eight. Say ESPN. That's how you get in touch with us. You can also find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. There was more happening in the world of NFL free agency than just Aaron Rodgers, who's not even a free agent, but is taking all of the headlines as we continue forth here in NFL free agency. A few of those dominoes fell that were quarterback dominoes. And so let's spend some time on them. Baker Mayfield, he is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer Joe. The former number one overall pick and the Bucks reached an agreement on a one-year contract worth up to eight and a half million bucks. That's according to our very own Adam Schefter. Mayfield's deal starts at $4 million. That's according to our very own Jenna Lane. So also a lot of incentives in that contract. Overall, a pretty cheap contract there for a team that said they wanted to move forward with Kyle Trask, but it seems is bringing in Mayfield for, at the very least, some serious quarterback competition with Trask. 
Trask. Yeah, you got to push him. You can't just hand the job to Trask and say, here, it's yours. We trust you to be the face of the franchise. The guy's got to be motivated. He's got to be pushed. And let's face it, what was the one thing we continued to hear about the Bucks? He was the only quarterback on the roster. You need somebody, so you bring in Baker Mayfield, who has plenty of starting experience in the NFL, and he can push Trask. And one of two things happens. Trask excels, and he ends up winning the starting job and performs, you know, well. Or he doesn't, and Baker Mayfield's your starter. Or Trask is your starter, and he gets hurt, and Baker Mayfield goes in. Or Baker Mayfield's your starter, and he gets hurt, and Kyle Trask goes in. Either way, it's a quarterback who's capable of starting. Maybe not well, but average and it doesn't cost a lot of money good move by the bucks baker of course played the final four games of last season with the los angeles rams they had claimed him off of waivers matt stafford went down they needed his help he completed in those five games rather he completed 63.6 percent of his passes 850 yards four touchdowns two interceptions a couple of those games he was very good that first game out of the gate where he had no time to prepare for that game he went out and looked much better than I think any of us expected. I was surprised that the Rams didn't re-sign Baker. I don't know what the Rams are doing. I know that we keep having it on our on our rundown every day. We should talk about these Los Angeles Rams. It ends up getting punted because of things like Aaron Rodgers. But the Rams are an interesting team to me, Joe, because if I was the Rams with Matthew Stafford, I, first of all, I don't even know when Stafford is going to be ready with injury because it wasn't at spinal there at the end of the season. But we know he had the elbow issues before that as well. Stafford might be at a point where he's just injury prone in his career. And it felt like Baker was a decent option for them as a viable backup. So I'm surprised that they didn't try to keep him in house. I There was a report recently that... Um, Staff, the, the that the Rams are open to trading Stafford, that they're ready to move on. I've that read they, that as well. They, and, and I don't I don't know if anyone's actually interested in Stafford because the contract looks pretty heavy. He's near the end of his career. There's a lot of injury concerns. I don't know who would want to bring him in, but, you know, the Rams did what they needed to do. They got ultra-aggressive financially and with their draft picks to assemble a roster that won a Super Bowl. Any fan in the world would make that deal if it gets him a championship. But now, unfortunately, that championship is a year-plus removed. Moved, and these are the consequences of what happens from that deal. You weren't going to not give Stafford the contract after he went out there and won you a Super Bowl. So now you're kind of stuck. Good luck trying to figure it out. I don't think there are a lot of teams that are going to shed any tears. Might be a team that is going to get blown up. Uh, we will see if they try to move on from Stafford, even maybe get some value there out of Cooper Cup. You got to get back those picks somehow, right? Remember, right. bleep them picks. Uh, probably yeah. feels a little bit different. Hits a little different in 2023 than when Les Snead originally said it. Other quarterback dominoes that have fallen. And this is interesting because it starts changing the market here in terms of available spots for a quarterback like a Lamar Jackson, right? So Tampa obviously brings in Baker. You have the Washington Commanders bringing in Jacoby Brissett. He replaces Taylor Heineke, who went to the Atlanta Falcons. It feels like Ritter's going to be the starter there in Atlanta, but maybe Heineke is going to give him some quarterback competition. Andy Dalton heads to the Carolina Panthers. These are teams, and I'm not saying that they solved their quarterback problems with Mayfield and Brissett, Heineke, and Dalton, okay? But they're teams that all had that need, and these are guys that do float around the league, and you bring in to fill that need, even if it's not your long-term plan. 
Yeah, all three of these guys has a very specific function in the National Football League. Andy Dalton, at this stage in his career, is a guy who can mentor a young quarterback. He was a first-round pick himself. He's played in Cincinnati. He's played in New Orleans. He's been to the playoffs. He, the, the Panthers are going out and using the number one overall pick on a quarterback. Dalton's well aware of that. He is there to maybe hold down the job for a little while and mentor the kid. Maybe that means they like Anthony Richardson because they want to stick with Dalton for a little bit. Who knows? But he's there to mentor. He is not the long-term solution. Taylor Heineke is a backup option. He's going to be an insurance policy behind Desmond Ritter. We've seen enough of Taylor Heineke to know he's not a starter in the NFL. And the same goes for Jacoby Brissett. Hard worker, good locker room guy, competent backup, but it ends there at competent backup. He's not going to be the starter for the Washington football team. He's just there as an insurance policy. But who is the starter for the Washington football team then? Because I agree with you. And at least with Atlanta, you're looking at it like, okay, maybe they really do believe in Desmond Ritter. And so you just bring in Heineke because, yes, you need a backup. And and so you're going to move forward and hope that Ritter, you can develop him and that he does turn into the guy that you think he is. The Washington Commanders, I mean, do they really believe that Sam Howell is going to be the answer there? And so you're going to have Howell and Jacoby Brissett, and that's your plan moving forward or is it like a panther situation where you think that there still might be another domino that falls feels like they want to give it a shot with how but it also feels like ron rivera is a guy that needs to start winning games sooner rather than later so i i'm still shocked that they're not interested in, in going after lamar jackson i am just shocked them and the falcons just felt like teams that were going to get involved in those sweepstakes Maybe the Falcons really do believe in Desmond Ritter. Either way, uh, and you never know what to believe this time of year, but it does feel like those teams that had needs and maybe would be in on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes have shored up, at least to some extent, some of those needs, even if those guys can't actually compete with Lamar Jackson. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, we will get back to Aaron Rodgers and back to your phone calls. If you want to chime in, triple eight, say ESPN. This is ESPN radio. You can also listen to us on the app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Bonus Joe and Amber here on ESPN radio. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W sports. We decided to hang out. For another 30 minutes, you couldn't get enough of us. We just knew it. That was Joe's appearance today on KJM. And I was actually listening live this morning to KJM when you made an appearance. I dropped Joe and Amber several times. Appreciate you for that, Joe. Did you hear the ridiculous conversation that they had? I don't know how much of the show you were listening to after your appearance. But they spent segments on this idea with Chris Canty about the towel washing, that apparently this is a conversation started by Dan Orlovsky. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Dan Orlovsky, who likes to say the thing, Dan Orlovsky, he tweeted out the thing, where he said that he washes his towel, the towel that you shower with, once every 30 times, I believe is what Dan said. And so that sparked an entire conversation across ESPN radio here. And the guys on KJM were debating when is the appropriate length of time to wash a towel, where Chris Canty was chiming in that you only use a towel once and he showers multiple times a day. And I would suggest that Chris Canty-sized towels are larger than any of our other human towels. And so probably only two of them 
fit in a washer at a time. So I'm guessing Chris Canty's wife does nothing, assuming she's the the one in the household that does the laundry, which he led me to believe on today's discussion. That's not me being sexist. But if, in fact, that is the case, (laughs) I would imagine she is doing the laundry like five times a day. All right. There's a a lot I have to unpack there. You didn't really give me an opportunity to go one at a time. You just kind of dropped 42 things on me. So here's what we're going to do. Yes, back it up. Here's what we're going to do. Number number one, you asked if if I was listening to those fine gentlemen on that show. No, I treat that show like a crop dust. I slide in, I dust the crops, and I move out. People don't realize that's at like, I got to get up at like 5.50 for that. And they always ask me to do it on like the one day where I don't have to get up early. So I'm happy to join them, but I slide in, I dust the crops, and I move out. I wanted to make sure Williams knew where he belonged, and that's that his beloved Blue Devils are going to get upset. And the same thing with Canny, Virginia's going down. Now, to the Orlovsky towel situation, the guy is a freak. He's a freak, and I'm not saying that for any reason other than all of his tweets about his food consumption, the way he views the world, these towels, the way he lives. He is a freak show. 30 washes, 30 washes to clean the towel. He's got money. He played in the NFL. Like, what's, What is present, preventing him from cleaning up other than being a slob? So I will say when I was listening to this conversation – it was oozing to me of, I'll say it, male privilege. Like, that's what so much of it was oozing to me. Here we go. Statistically speaking, okay. All right, listen up, man. Statistically speaking, even in 2023, women still do 70% of the household tasks. 70%. So, yes, now we graduate from higher education at higher rates than even men. We are, statistically speaking, more educated. We are in the workforce. We are making waves when it comes to Fortune 500 companies and even here in sports nevertheless we are doing all of that while still doing the majority of the laundry which something went horribly wrong with equality is all i'm saying 70 percent. so the point is that it's typically in a lot of these households at least in mine so i'm speaking from some personal experience over here here we go i do all the towel washing okay and I fight constantly with my husband about this stuff because What's his policy he because li- he just first of all, his policy is I don't know how to hang up a towel like no oh, one has okay. ever That's taught a- this man to hang up a towel. And then it's if you're not going to hang up the towel, then it is a one user. And then if it's a one user, yeah, it's a one user and my and my husband it takes showers, you know, three times a day because he works out, he works and all this stuff. And I also end up showering like two to three times a day. And he's a one user with these towels. You guys are like awful for the environment. Let me make it very clear Ridiculous. how awful for the environment you two are with your six showers a day. That's a bit excessive. That's true. Save and now we're washing towels a hundred times as well a week. So it worked all types of awful for the environment. Yeah, over you won't here. be nice with the whole male privilege and the sexism. And then you outed <laughs> yourself as someone who's just burning the planet to the ground with no regard for anyone trying else to. trying I to walk around Mother up. Earth. I hang back up my towel, man, because I'm the one that who washes really the towels and I don't want anything to point. do. So how often does Joe Fortenbaugh using the new the next i don't know if you're the one who does the towels in your household how often are you changing towels this is a bit of a slippery slope because it really comes (laughs) down to when nikki makes that decision oh okay so Uh, even in your household it goes the same way yeah i don't i don't 
I'm not really affiliated with that James part of the, Ste- oh, the, the, of the, the operation. The it's an important part of the operation. Just- I love that part of the operation. I'm a big <laughs> fan. I'm very supportive of it. It's just Smart. not one of the 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 boxes that needs to be checked that's yes. on my to-do list. The, the, I have a different to-do list than her. Next life, I am coming back a man. James Steele, how does it function in your household? Uh so what what are you asking uh, specifically? Like how, how often how, the towels? Welcome get to the show. Yes. No, I'm just. How many uses how many until washed? you wash? Oh, are okay, you are you it. Dan Orlovsky who uses a towel thirty times no, 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 before no, no, it gets no. washed? I, nobody's. Or are you Chris Canty no, who uses a towel a half as, the time? As Joe said earlier, freak show. Um. Yeah, so freak show. I w- I mean definitely weekly. I only take one shower a day. I don't know why people are taking like. Two or three showers a day. They hate I, the earth. I shower, Take it up with Amber and her understand. husband. I showers a day. I hate the earth. I shower for. I don't hate the earth. I love the earth. It is important to conserve that, you water. Can't say However, that. I need to take That's multiple not showers. How that works. You don't get to burn the earth down and be like, "Yeah, I love the earth." What's your I problem? I take a shower take when I get up first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, and then I go to the gym. I have to. But, I feel like I have no, to be clean. Whoa. Why are you whoa. taking a shower before you go? Why to the are you gym? taking a shower because before the gym? I work out better if I like. I have to feel good. When I have this myself. is awful. This is the but more she talks, the so, more she she's gonna get. She, we are gonna get canceled by the I, environmentalists. Uh, just I don't actually support anything she's saying to anyone get, who's listening. I'm just ready. as disgusted. I get ready for the two, gym. That I go to the third, gym. That I two, work out. Half of the sh- half of the show unit right now showers before they go to the gym. Nick doesn't too. I don't understand. Thank you, Nick. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Is he single? I feel like. I feel like Nick and I know a little bit single? more about gym etiquette than, than I am, no Joe. offense. Okay, he's too. single. That one's obvious. He's not going to the gym to work out. He's going to meet somebody. Fine. At least that makes some sense. You shower before the club. You shower before you go out at night. I get it. Amber's married with a kid. She's not going to the, the gym to socialize. She's going there to work out. Showering before, completely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. It's about go to the gym and jump in the sauna if you need I, to loosen like- up. I like to wake up first thing in the morning and, and get a shower in. Have it's a part cup of the coffee, week. I have my coffee. Like the rest of humanity. I have a shower. It's part of the process. And then I work out. So then I end up having a shower again. And then sometimes after this show, occasionally, I'll take another shower. <laughs> I'll take another shower. After doing a radio show, huh? So sweaty work. from the yeah. radio show, you got to go take a shower then, huh? It's a lot of takes. You know, there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers oh that God. I'm dealing with lately, which just causes one to sweat let's be i honest. would disconnect and leave if i didn't need this job if i didn't need the job right now i would just walk out after finding I out recycle. that 40 percent of the reason this world is going to be coming to an end is because amber and her family are just showering all day long do, i don't do you, know how let me ask you this do you even turn the shower off or do you just let the water run all day so it's nice and warm whenever you want to get in? I don't know how Dan Orlovsky's a terrible take on how often you wash towels just went from that to me destroying the planet. But- Orlovsky suddenly seems like a gem. He's not burning down the earth. I, I get it, Orlovsky. I apologize for calling you a freak show. It's like the shower ever unoccupied at your house. Like- is there just someone in there constantly? <laughs> it's occasionally unoccupied. This is this became very a very weird segment. Uh, Joe and Amber. Yeah, we got to know you. ESPN That's what's Radio. weird. We got to know Coming you. Coming up next, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be something other than my shower etiquette. Triple H, say ESPN if you want to chime in. Not about that, though. That's odd. Freak show. <laughs> Joe and Amber, the podcast.
Is it helpful that I live in a hot place, Joe? Like a very hot place, like Florida. You know, it's very, it's very sweaty. It's very humid. It's you Florida. Need more it's, down here. It's Florida. It's not mercury. It doesn't you require three showers a day. It's you Florida, and it's not that hot all year long. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Jeez. Tune into NBA action tonight as the Clippers host the Warriors presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Some bonus Joe and Amber for you right now. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson. You can find me on social. Maybe don't right now. I'm a little scared to open my Twitter benches. Uh, at Amber W Sports. You can find him as well at Joe Fortenbaugh. Let's go ahead and earn you a little bit more money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, a double dipper to close the show. Two picks, both March Madness tomorrow. Number one, Auburn, minus one over Iowa. This game is going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, which is essentially a home game for Auburn. This is important to note because Iowa stinks on the road. This year, they average about 90 points per game at home. That drops to 69 per game on the road. They have been terrible. So Auburn minus one is the first half of this pizza money equation. The second is Oral Roberts plus six over Duke. Yeah, We're picking against the Blue Devils. ACC, overrated and overvalued. Wasn't that good of a conference this year. Just because Duke won it doesn't mean they're anything special, even though everyone at ESPN apparently is picking them to win the region. Oral Roberts has won 17 straight, number one in the country in turnovers. They're fast. They can shoot. They got a ton of experience. Double dipper. Auburn minus one over Iowa. Oral Roberts plus six over Duke. No production, so I guess no production. I was laying out for production that I was waiting for. There was no production. The Chiefs told you clearly told you. That's true. You you probably did. I I was distracted by the EPA. And I I, I was. I'm distracted by the fact that Joe is trying to report me to the EPA right now for showering. Suddenly she's cutting down on everything. Less words, less everything. It's too much showering. So everything else has to be reduced. Also, I was distracted by your team, James, uh, because the Kansas City Chiefs have converted $12 million of quarterback Patrick Mahomes' 2023 roster bonus into a signing bonus. What that does is that creates cap space for the Chiefs, uh, almost about $10 million of cap space. That is per field Yates and according to sources. So there you go. Kansas City making a little bit more room there in terms of that cap space. And you have a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes that, Joe, I think you could argue is grossly underpaid at this point, even though $45 million at one point seemed astronomical. But with the way that the quarterback market is trending, this is just how it goes. He signed that deal, and then it trends a direction. He's the best quarterback in the league. Frankly, he should be getting paid more than 45 but he's willing to play ball with them to keep weapons around them. And that's what the greats do. We saw it with Tom Brady time and time again when he was in New England. Yeah, this is going to happen quite a bit because next year the cap number is $46 million, then 48 then 44 Then in 2027, the number $62 million. So there's going to be a lot of restructuring for Mahomes over the years. I wonder what the price would be where the Chiefs say no. Like, what's the amount per year where the Chiefs are like, you know what, can't do it. Too much, you're not worth it. That's got to be a ridiculous number. Like, imagine if there was no salary cap and this was baseball. What oh, well, is that's the totally different? Yeah. What's the number for Patrick Mahomes where the Chiefs walk away? What? Well, James, I mean, you're a fan. I, what would you I don't say? Know. There isn't no one. salary there isn't, cap. It's, it's, it's whatever there. the bank account of the owner allows. Like, there is not one at that point if yeah, there was no salary cap. I don't which think is, there is one. <laughs> which is no why this board has a salary cap in part, right? Is I mean, because what, these what do you owners say? No. want that kind Who's, of parity. 
uh, let's say seventy-five million a year with no salary cap. Mahomes wants seventy-five million a year. Give it yeah, to him. he would have it. Other, well, yeah, I, think I know other guys James as a fan, you say give it to him. It's not your money, but I mean, you know, there's got to be a no point. What's the no? Where do the Chiefs say no? It's too much money. I mean, it would depend what the market dictates, right? I mean, if he's asking for you know, $900 million and there's nobody else okay, getting so over $300 million in total, then, you know, I mean, that's what ends up happening in baseball, right? But it is so different with a salary cap when a salary cap is involved. And that's the problem that you see with Lamar Jackson with the guaranteed money. If there was no salary cap, Lamar Jackson's ask wouldn't be being rejected by the Baltimore Ravens, right? It's the structure of the sport. Well, that yeah, cap I mean, once- everything. Yeah, but but the thing with uh, Jackson is that his number is probably a heck of a lot higher if there's no salary cap. So, yeah, obviously we go down a very slippery slope here and we we start reevaluating everything. I'm just curious, like if you're Clark Hunt, what is the no? The owner of the Chiefs, what's the point where you're like, you know what? That's just too rich. Good luck in free agency, Patrick. <laughs> I, I would, I would love everything he's done. I mean, is he the most beloved Kansas City athlete of all time at this point in his career? Well, and also exponentially, he's increased the value of your franchise. Now, it's not just one player that does that. I think that is a misnomer where people think, okay, well, if you're the Washington Commanders, bring over Lamar Jackson and all of a sudden Daniel Snyder's franchise is more valuable when he sells it. The experts tell you that's not true, but it is the overall product that affects some of that valuation of your franchise. In addition to other things, even when these franchises are not successful, they still end up very profitable when it's time to sell. But it helps if you've won Super Bowls and done it at the clip that certainly Patrick Mahomes has done it and Andy Reid has done it, right? All of that has added value to your franchise over the tenure of his NFL career. So you're going to get back it all. I mean, it would have to be something that cuts so deeply into your profit margin, and that's just darn near impossible with the way that these franchisers, I mean, billions and billions of dollars is what you're making off of these franchises with the value. James looks like he has a number. James, what's the no? No, I I don't. Because if you don't pay him what he wants, then he goes somewhere else. Right. And he's the best quarterback in the league. And I don't think there's a number. I, I, there's, I have no number in my head that if there was no salary cap and these owners are, you know, filthy, stinking rich. Like, I mean, they're not if, giving him a billion dollars. But, but if someone that would else be over 10, what about him? if it was over 10 years? If someone else well, was going to give it to him, why See, like, look at how quick you backed off that. Jeez. Like, you just lob that up at the net and it just gets swatted into the fourth row. You got to, you got to, a billion. So Patrick Mahomes sounds very different than a billion. So yeah, it depends how long you're stretching it out over. No salary cap. Patrick Mahomes wants $1 billion over 10 years. Who's saying no? Mahomes is obviously in. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, Mahomes is in. Yeah, I know the fan base is in. What if it costs you, what if it costs you $1,000 a game to get in the stadium? Well, now suddenly, yeah, you got to pass that expense along. It's really the TV dollars that are paying for that. He's 27, so he'd be 37 in 10 years. A billion is a lot of money. A billion is a lot of money. It's just a billion. It's It's one. You see how much money that Silicon Valley Bank just cost everybody? One billion dollars is like nothing when you follow that story. They're gonna they're gonna end up they're gonna end up paying him close to a billion dollars as it is with a salary cap by the time he's done. By the time he's done. And you spread it over the course of an entire career (laughs) in the NFL, over a twenty year career, then it seems uh 
less hard to swallow. But that's interesting. You're right. I don't know if there is a number. Certainly not a number from James Steele because it ain't his money. Yeah, James <laughs> Steele's like, just so give, him, give him the franchise. Everything. Whatever, give five it billion. It's fine. Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Oh, it's actually Warriors Clippers. They're next on ESPN Radio. This has been Joe and Amber. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.